listen to the Black Guy Who Tips podcast because Rod and Karen are hot. Here comes the boom, booming, bouncing, stalking, what's walking, walking to bouncing, getting them every counter, hit them like a mountain, spit them out, I'm spitting out, blood like a fountain, look at me like that, you just might fight black, and that fight might end up in me taking your life, I don't go for the bullshit, get diving down, and time is just too important to be fucking around, chump nigga, I stop a mud hole in your face, motherfucker, rip your butthole out of place, crack the clock to your head, let off about two in it, yeah it's a dirty job, but I just love doing it, here comes the boom, 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 here comes the boom. All gangsta you me while you will your gun side. No get up in your pussy cause I'm passing a try. Make them skin tie, my row up the fly. So she don't think I discover my bye. Gangsta you me while you will your gun side. No get up in your pussy cause I'm passing a try. Make them skin tie, my row up the fly. So she don't think I discover my bye. From the dirty no dem dem attack. Uh, Man a shatter, and I got a lot of power well Just them if I go on, my ruffler like star Make them a forget flatter Say this uh-huh. are the sweetest time No punk a get murder uh-huh. I only do take up the DMX and die Enjoy down. the killing time Shot at a damn paper, Mr. Uh-huh. Clipper I'm a glock it a good dog for me crew All gangsta you me while you hold your gun tight Get a pay your pussy cause a pussy not dry Make them skin cry, my rubber be fluid But she don't think I discover bye 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 Gangsta you me while you hold your gun tight Get a pay your pussy now here I go once again with the ill flow. Other MCs that rap the style is so-so. Fight Dog has never been the one that ever lacked skills. I just stay true to my roots and then I get ill. Hey, welcome to the Black Outtest Podcast with your host Rod and... Karen, are you recording on Ustream? Yes, of course I'm recording on Ustream. Way to wait till the show started awesome. to ask me that when we were recording. Because, <laughs> you know, all this other time you had to ask. No, fuck I'm that. sorry. <laughs> Jamming too hard to fabulous. Um, but it's a Saturday morning edition uh, feedback show. Yes, it is. Uh, so we got some people in the house for the chat. You know, Woo-hoo! of course, we'll be taking live calls at the end of the show if anybody feels like calling, you know. Yes, we will. Uh, the number for that is 704-557-0186. And I'll give the number out again at the end of the show if you guys want to call. Uh, if not, that's cool too. No pressure. Um, there's a bunch of ways to get in contact with us, which is what this show is about. And uh, we're going to run down those in a couple minutes. But first things first, you're listening to the Blackout Tips. And you can find us all kinds of places. You can go on iTunes and find us on there. Just search the Black Guy with Tips. You can find us on Facebook and join our group. Yes, you can. And I enjoy when people join the group because the numbers keep growing. Letting us be, let us know that people are listening and they can yes, share the with their friends. We're almost at 2,200. Yeah, so thank you for all you guys who, spare, uh, who share our links on there and yes. let people know. You know, we do a food blog and you tell people. Uh, actually, shout out to my Aunt Robin. She told a whole bunch of people about the show this week on Facebook. I saw that where she Ooh. tagged everybody to it. Um, and that was cool. Um, of course, you can go to theblackouttips.com and you can 
do all kinds of stuff there. You can vote in polls. Yes. We have a poll for every show, and we try to drum up some comments and get people talking. Um, you can do that. Uh, you can also uh, leave comments on the blog. Yes, you can. Uh, you can join our forums. Uh, you can donate to the show with either one-time donations or recurring donations. Yes, you can also leave. Uh, find us on Podomatic. You can also leave reviews on Podomatic, too. Yeah, and, uh, you know, I, if you do a... Uh, if you do a five star review on iTunes we will read it on the show as you will see in a few minutes yes we will we read every five star review regardless of content yes sir uh, anything less than five stars will we read that Karen hell no that's right we will not read that shit um alright and of course you can email the show theblackouttips at gmail.com and you can call the show 704-557-0186 and leave a voicemail or talk to us live at the end of this um, the official weapon of the show is... The Taser. And the official, unofficial sport is... Bullet Ball. And you can also find us on... Hey, hey, hey. I'm sorry. And Bullet Ball Extreme. Oh, yeah. Okay, oh, now my, go ahead and my, say what you going to say. My bad. And you can also find us on Stitcher Radio, guys. All right. Um, so, let's go ahead and do some feedback. But first, let me thank the motherfuckers that gave us some money. Woohoo! You know, maybe people got paid this week. I don't know. But we had... A few recurring donations this week. Uh, one person said, "Don't shout them out," so I won't. I honor that. If you don't want us to shout them out, shout you out. Just go ahead and put that in your um in your note. In your note. Nah, yeah. I won't shout you out. Or, you know, get through, get at me any kind of many ways you can get at us, and we won't shout you out if you would like to be an anonymous donator. That's fine. Yes. Um, but uh, my man Reggie, art to the edgy. Thank you. For setting up a recurring donation. Yes. My favorite kind of donation. Thank you. Because it means that you depend on us. That's a bill. You know what I mean? Yes. Uh, my man Eric, he signed up for it. Um, thank you very much, man. Uh, this is actually a one-time donation, but thank you for the donation, yes, brother. Yes, we do. It keeps the show going. It does. Um, you know, because all of us aren't living like Kanye and Jay-Z on Watch the Throne. No, we ain't. You know, I don't have. I can't have opulence podcasting. No. Um, no, although I ain't. do wonder what that would sound like. Yeah, we ain't planking on your million. We good. We planking on a hundred. Right. <laughs> <laughs> I wish you could have this feeling. I'm planking on a hundred. Yes. Um. <laughs> uh, of course, Sherry from and, and Scarfinger they started up a recurring donation. Thank you guys. We appreciate it, y'all. Uh, and of course, we were on their show last night. Yes. They we had actually. A blast. Yeah, we did casual conversation with Sherry and Jay Bird and Scarfinger. Yes. And uh, just you know had a casual conversation for a couple hours. It was really fun. It was a lot of fun. It should be up soon, guys. And I confess my love for Sherry on the show. <laughs> I, love me some, I love me some Sherry. Can't get enough. I, think, I know Scarfinger got jealousy issues. Hopefully, I didn't cause any ripples. <laughs> um, and of course, we got another donation from my man Damien, and he says, What up, Rod? This donation is on behalf of my newborn son, the official baby of the black guy who tips. <laughs> And yes, I will choke him if he gets out of line. Smart. <laughs> I agree, sir. Uh, this is just a token of my appreciation. Keep up the great work and belated congratulations on ep number 200. And he's the Jackal on Twitter. And that's uh, D-A-J-A-C-K-Y-L. Um, and thanks, Thank man. You. That's That's real cool, man. What'd you name your son? You know? Maybe he named him Ratchetness or something after the podcast. Vocabulacious. Yeah. <laughs> And, of course, we got a recurring donation from Hollywood Larry. Yes, sir. So, thank you very much, my man. Uh, you know, like I said, it's the 
it's these type of donations that really let you know, like, hey, you're on the right track. People yeah. like what you're doing. Yes, they do. You know, what what might be $5 to one person, and it doesn't seem like that much for a month. It, it means a lot, lot to us. us. You know, yes, we could get if we could get a lot of people to do that. Then all of a sudden, we had this budget to work with and, you know, paying Potomatic, paying the web hosting people, pay, you know, that kind of stuff. Um it doesn't it doesn't seem as it seems like it's 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 working, you know. Yeah. Um somebody was actually telling me on Twitter yesterday, like, Oh man, you're like a podcast evangelist. You're always talking about other people's podcasts and stuff like that. And um the reason that I feel like that that is because I want people to support my st- show like that, but more importantly I don't feel like there's anything wrong with being a fan of people, just yes. normal people that are working hard to do something. Yes, especially if they're good at what they do and they put out a good product and we all in this thing together. Mm-hmm. So I don't mind giving people a shout out or whatever. No. And it's not even to be honest, it's not even just about shout out. It's just uh what other form of media are you gonna be able to interact with your favorite motherfuckers. Yeah. You know what I mean? I can't send Kanye a tweet and expect anything back. Like, nope. You know what I mean? And if it is, it's probably just like, you're an asshole. I hate you. Why'd you listen to my song or whatever? <laughs> you know, I'm too rich to get this tweet. Yo. Thin. Yeah. Uh, but, but, but it's cool, you know, to do that. And then also, um, it's one of the ways you can support somebody and let them know, like, this shit matters to me. Yes, it does. Cause, uh, you know, there's nothing worse than sending out uh, material and podcast and um, hard work into the ether and just nothing it's just a blank slate you're not getting any feedback back no nothing, you know then yes and that's how I used to feel when we first started it's like damn am I just talking to air yeah well I always knew that you know it would be all right but um just in general though that I, I like there's a lot of like because we got to be honest to be fair we got pretty decent feedback right away you know, compared yeah. to a lot of people, because it takes you know people a lot of work and stuff, and, and it does a lot of self promotion and things like that. You but but yeah, there were times, there were weeks where you like, I don't know if anybody's gonna download this one or yes. you know. But also, I have such low expectations that everything was just like somebody down one download. God damn, we did it, baby! <laughs> I know, uh. big time, yeah. Up top. <laughs> yeah. My mama listened. Oh shit, she 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 loves us. She's got to listen. Um, alright, so what do you want to do first? We got iTunes reviews. We got let's do those. iTunes reviews? Yes, let's be in it. Alright, um, let's see. Last week's show was, uh, well, that is the September calendar that Karen has up there. So, uh, my bad. Apparently, Devastator is, she's ruined the surprise for my Transformers calendar for September. I'm sorry. Devastator is going to be the, 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 the Transformer that I'll be looking at. <laughs> and I missed a whole lot of Ravage. Uh, but it looks like last show was on the 13th. Yes, it was. Alright, so looks like our next one is DJ Charlie Chan. And the title of his five-star review. And how can you tell it's five stars, Karen? Because it got five stars. Well, also because I'm reading it. Yes, and you are reading it. <laughs> uh, this is from DJ Charlie Chan. And uh, the title of it is hashtag TBGWT. Woo-hoo! Very simple. It's on a lot of our shirts and stuff. That you can find in our store. Mm-hmm. And you can find that by going to the website, clicking on store in the right hand column, and it'll take you to a bunch of shit you can buy. People are buying stuff, and I'm really pleased that people are doing that, man. Yes, Wearing yes, it on your chest. Right, yes, and take pictures and send them to us, guys. Yeah, alright, so DJ Charlie Chan says I listen to quite a few podcasts, but this is the first one that I've actually been compelled to leave a review for. The Black Guy Who Tips. 
pound TBGWT for Twitter users, is my favorite podcast right now. Uh, I originally found the podcast after listening to one of Rod's epic calls to the Morning Jones, a sports show I listened to on satellite radio. When the host mentioned that Rod had a podcast, I decided to check it out, and I've been hooked ever since. If you're wondering what you'll get when you listen to the show, I like to call Rod a ratchet renaissance man. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, who is on? Who is in one show can talk about anime, porn, politics, relationships, sports, movies, hip hop, comic books, current events, cooking, and swords. You know that's true. We have done all that shit in one show. Before. Yes. Um, <laughs> it's like this show for people with ADHD. Yes. It's like if you don't like what we're talking about, wait five minutes. Yes. We'll we will, change the topic. We will not be talking about that shit anymore. <laughs> um, in addition to how funny Rod is, his wife Karen is the perfect co-host who constantly comes up with hilarious asides and her trademark "Say that again" during the show. If you like smart, insightful social commentary, give this podcast a try. You won't be sorry. Thank you. And he didn't even make me say anything ratchet. Thank you, DJ Charlie Chan. God bless you. <laughs> God bless everyone. Uh, great. This is what the title of this five-star review is. Great with an apostrophe. Woohoo! No, I'm just joking. That's an exclamation mark, Karen. Oh. Apostrophe means... Oh, don't worry about it. Um, <laughs> Be More Baller says, I save up and listen to the podcast while I work in my internship. It keeps me laughing when the fact that I'm not getting paid makes me cry. Keep it up. I will keep it up. Yes, we could have, we help you do that. Rod did internships. Yeah, I did, but mine was paid, baby. I know how to ball. You got to work the system, brother. Mm-mm. Holla inroads. Um, but nah, man, I, I feel you, dog. If it's, it's, now you know how it feels to be a college football player. Uh, uh-uh. vacation time with also exclamation mark and this is from Sliggity 1911 no Sliggity um, I feel compelled to comment on this on this podcast because I listen to it all the time I've been a fan since I first began listening around episode 100 Rod and Karen you guys are hilarious and I want to say that since I haven't made a donation consider this my contribution I hope it is enough for now. Yeah, of course, man. Yes. Listen. Um, Spread the word. Is- yeah. Like, there's a there's a lot of ways to help any podcast. Yes, and, it is. You know, um, we don't have a radio station. We're not getting paid for this, mm-hmm. uh, technically. Um, so, there's many ways to help, even if you can't donate money. Like, spreading the word, yes. leaving a review, um, telling a friend about it. Um, there's, there's so many ways to, to just, I mean, you know. Maybe you uh, walk over to somebody's computer when they're not around and you change the homepage to theblackouttips.com. Okay, maybe uh, I'm not uh, saying you, uh. I'm not saying you should do that. I'm just saying if you did that, we'd be thankful. So, so like little things like that that actually, you know, it's an easy way, you know, spreading the Facebook word, telling yeah. your people on Facebook, on Twitter, ha- check on out Facebook this show. Twitter, I, I yeah. really, really like this show. And you like, what is a be- put it like this? What's a better recommendation? Than somebody that you like, somebody that's your friend telling you something. Yeah, and on top of that, a lot of people are quicker to tell you stuff they shit on and stuff they like. Right. So when people tell you stuff that they like, people go, okay, you like that, I'll check that out. Exactly, man. Like, I mean, how many times have you looked at a movie and went, I don't think I want to see that, but then a friend was like, yo, this movie's off the fucking chain, and you were like, you know what, I will do that. That's right. So, I, I, I mean, you know, there's a lot of ways that don't even... Have to be about money, you know what? You know, so so don't think it's just money. Um, see, I recently um. Oh wait, it says I hope it's enough for now. You guys are good. I keep you in my podcast rotation. 
I recently joined Twitter and Rye even replied to my comment about taking vacation, stating basically that doing the show is like a vacation, even though he thought my comment was in some kind of way questioning his work ethic in a positive manner, though. Yeah, because he asked, like, do you guys ever take a, va- take a vacation? And I was like, nigga, this is my vacation. <laughs> yes, it is. Work 40 hours a week. This is the funniest shit I get to do. Yes, sir. Um... And, and you know, I think he understood. Um, seriously, I was just curious because you guys are always on point. I know I can always count on the podcast being there. Hopefully now that I've guilted you into continuing nonstop. Just kidding. Keep up the good work. So, yeah, the podcast will be there, man. And that's yeah. It's important to us that we don't miss an episode and that yeah. we get shit out on yeah, time. That's right. And, we keep the schedule going for you guys. Yeah, because I feel like also people take whatever you're doing as seriously as you do. Yes, they do. Um, if you're half-assing with your podcast, you're half-assing with your music, you're half-assing with uh, whatever. Mm-hmm. We, You can tell. You can fucking tell when somebody's like... I do a show. I feel like it. It comes across in their yeah, voice. It comes I don't across. Feel like it, we won't record and things like that, and and it makes a, a big difference because, and me as me being a fan of other podcasters, I look forward to when new episodes come up. I'm excited. I'm checking iTunes. You know, I'm always on a lot of my favorite podcasters as far as when they're gonna leave a new one, and, and it keeps the excitement alive. And if people go out there and they don't have anything for a month or two or three, and then the person doesn't um, interact, and it shows. Them, I think it's yeah. one of like people will say, well, how did why does your audience interact with you so much? Why do people donate? I can't get people to donate because they know the fucking show will be there. They know that you know they can talk to us. They know that we're taking it serious. You're not gonna just get a half-ass show in the middle of the week. Whereas, like, man, this is only gonna be thirty minutes. I got shit to do, y'all. I'm sorry. Like, you just not, you know. And I try to keep people abreast of, like, okay, the show's not gonna be on Thursday this week. It's gonna be on Wednesday because yeah, blah blah blah. Like. I said. like Shit like that. It's a lot when it comes to your audience. Yeah, but you know, other than that, I can't. You know, I don't really know what to tell you. My man Righteous says, "Question for the show: Five stars. Can I leave multiple five star ratings, or does it only count once?" Ha <laughs> ha! I think it only counts once in a Yeah, I think you need a different account to leave more than one rating. Yes. Uh, and then Nick nine eight zero two says, "Greatest podcast ever, five stars." I stumbled across your podcast about two months ago, and I've been listening ever since. Keep up the great work. Thanks, Nick. Thank you. We appreciate it, man. So. Yes, and keep the reviews coming in, guys. We appreciate them. Yeah, that's all the five-star reviews for this week, but that's a lot. I mean, yes, that is. we're really getting up there with the five-star reviews, man. Woo! It's all because our awesome fans. Our average rating is five stars. We have 127 ratings and uh, like 108 reviews, and then you take away the two that weren't five stars. Then we got like 106 five-star reviews. There's people that are like professional comedians and shit and can't get a hundred uh, five star reviews so yes. that's fucking awesome man yeah so we thank you guys alright let's go to the Facebook page and check out what the fuck people were talking about this week when they've had comments on the show and things like that if that's cool with you Karen I'm down alright so let me go back to uh, what, what was the uh, last show we did uh was it Be Your Own Radio, where I had to fuss at people about being their own radio? Yes. Yes, it was. All right, so we did Be Your Own Radio, and, uh, you know, people didn't have too many comments on that on the Facebook page. Uh, I posted the pictures of us live in the studio with Shout Out Productions. And yes, those were some great pictures. Yes, women were going, they were gushing all over my man, Nathaniel J. Brown. I told you, man. Uh, of course, episode 203, Herman Cain is adorable. Eric says... They had Herman Cain singing at the Iowa Straw Poll this weekend on Morning Joe. 
He had Mike Huckabee playing the bass. Hilarious. Word. He is adorable. See, this is what I'm talking about. He's harmless. Ah, ah. He's like a pound puppy. Um, let's see what else we had going on. Of course, I posted the store and gave people links to where you can go buy stuff from the store. And Jaquetta, who's been on the show before, says yes. Uh, and she's a host of a pod, co-host of a podcast called Hey You Know It. Yes. Well, I always forget her white woman co-host name. That is so racist. <laughs> I never remember her fucking name. But she says, is 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 there a sex towel warmer? Because we don't have. A, remember we talked about making a sex yes. towel warmer? Not yet. No, not, not yet. yet. Yeah. We gotta work. We on might that. have to go to Adam and Eve for that one. Multiple people host uh, posted shit about that that dude killing his great grandmother with a sword. Yes. Although, in all, in all fairness, how hard is it to kill a great-grandmother with a sword, you know? Um, yeah, she's almost at death door anyway. Uh, also posted a wall post of uh, a picture of the help. A picture from the help, but the title in the newspaper said, Planet of the Apes wins the box office again. And I was like, that's fucked up. Yes, um, it is. Uh, let's see what else. Uh, of course, the food. I posted my food. Mm-hmm. Sweet Gravy Jesus was the name of the blog. Ah, Sweet Gravy Jesus. Yes, sir. And uh, people uh, responded to that. So, you know, some people emailed and submitted more pictures. Um, of course, I have uh, the Blackout Tips. Episode 204, Joseph the Bible Simp. We just did this two days ago, Karen. Yes, we did, sir. Seems like forever. Corey says, nah, son, because we talked about the uh, projects mm-hmm. or the tenements. Mm-hmm. And uh, coming to America. Yep. And I said it's funny how somebody tried to correct me like that's not the projects, that's the tenements. And I'm like, okay, I don't I ain't give a fuck. No damn tenements, it's the projects. All that means is that they grew up there and they don't want me to call it the projects. But you got rats and roaches, it's the projects. Oh They, yeah. they decide, not you. But um, Corey says, nah, son, those are not the projects. Those are just some bummy ass apartments or private owned Section Eight type shit. NYC projects are tall ass buildings. Think good times. But you know what? What I realized? The projects is different across the country. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's a tall building because y'all can't go fucking out. Up down here, we got more land. So our projects may be out, but them shits is still the projects. I'm telling you, rats and roaches decide if you live in the projects or not. Yeah, that's the end. It has nothing to do with the size of your building, how tall or how small it is. The projects is the projects. Uh, Leonard says, I'm going to check this one out tonight. Rod and Karen are the shit, son. Keep doing what you do. The people love the Black Island Tips. Thank you. Uh, Corey says, if such a place exists, y'all going to hell for this one. Probably because we made some jokes about ah, Joseph. Ah. Uh, and then Leonard says, listening now, the part about Joseph being a simp has me laughing hard as hell. Yeah, I got a bunch of stuff on Twitter about people being like, oh my God. Can't believe. But how did people not know that? Um, okay. So, want to do the polls? Let's do it, son. Let's do it. All right. So, we had, of course, some polls on this week. Uh, with each episode, we post a poll for people to go vote in. You can leave comments and, you know, we'll read them on the show. Yeah, um, one of them. The poll for episode 202, Be Your Own Radio, was, is hip-hop dead? Because uh, somebody wrote in saying, oh, hip-hop is dead, or, you know, I think it's dead. Nah, you know, I think that's disaturation, but whatever. Let's go ahead and talk about it. Uh, Let's do this. 17% of people said, yes, hip-hop is dead. Mm-hmm. 79% of people said no, there's still plenty of good music out there. And 4% of the audience said I don't listen to hip hop. So, 
And I think a lot of people have different definitions of what hip hop is. I combine a lot of stuff into the genre of hip hop that a lot of people might not. Like what? Like when they say hip hop and R and B, you know, some R and B can't be hip hop. Like I kind of mesh a lot of like cross it up and things like that. Well, I, I mean, I don't know. So, so how do you feel that that means whether it's dead or alive? How does that affect it to you? Um, I and I guess for me, it's like I, I, I guess it's like combine certain genres. The the pool is a larger pool. Cause I think when you say hip hop, a lot of people automatically assume it's rap. And a lot of people, some people separate rap and hip hop. I combine it and compress it into one group. A lot of people separate it. So they might not like quote unquote hip hop, but they might be rap fans. So it kind of makes the pool. I don't think, I mean, honestly, I don't feel, I don't see why that would change whether it's dead or alive to somebody at all. Because whether it's R&B or hip hop, you know, the kind of person that thinks hip hop is dead definitely thinks R&B is dead, you know? Like, they're, they're, they're saying it's dead because they're saying that none of it's good, not because it's not existing, you know? Okay. So they're basically saying, everything I hear, it sucks, so it's dead. And I'm like, fuck you, that's not true. And that's not true. Keith says, uh, six days ago, he says, hip-hop is only dead if you depend on the mainstream radio to provide you music. If you're willing to open your mind and get on the internet, you will find music from all over the world. Yes, you will. And I agree, man. I mean, the world's never been smaller with the internet. That's true. So it's weird to hear people say shit. It just makes them sound lazy to me, honestly. And then not only that, a lot of Americans just don't want to do the extra work. They feel like if they don't smack them in the face, they they ain't going to waste their time. I just, I honestly feel like they're lazy, lazy, they're nostalgic, and then that also, um, there's a certain enjoyment out of just being, just wallowing in grief. Yeah. And being miserable. There's a certain level of enjoyment that people get from just being like, this shit all sucks. It was all so much greater when I was coming up. And it's funny with hip hop because it hasn't been around that long. So you really got motherfuckers that were like, five years ago it was the greatest. You're like, oh, five years ago when you were in college, didn't have no bills, was getting pussy and had a stipend. Oh, let me guess. Everything was the greatest then. Movies was. was the greatest. Everything was the greatest. Max G says... If you think mainstream rap is rap in general, then yes, uh, is B Smackdown, then yes, rap is B, oh, there, yes, rap is being smacked down and getting game banged by all the ratchetness and money hungry niggas being forced into it. On the other hand, if you take into consideration the underground, then it's more like making sweet love to rap with the Trojan Magnum and some nice wine. Uh, okay, I guess. No, and, and, and when it comes to it, when you said uh, people being forced into it, no, people make choices. They can go the other things. I mean, what exactly is mainstream at this point? Because people talk shit about, like, well, Lil B is doing this, but Lil B didn't sell no records. No, Lil B is, is not he... mainstream. You yeah. are not going to hear him on V101.9. You're not going to hear him on the big stage. So it makes me wonder, because, like, I would consider Eminem mainstream. He probably has one of the most integrity in the game, or definitely some of the best yeah, music in not, the game. A lot of his stuff is not rotated around as much. As so I, I guess it would be. depend on that too. But I mean, I do. I'm not disagreeing. Radio mainstream type music is not good. But that's and I guess true. if that's on, the only thing you hear, then you would think it's dead. But that's your fault. That sure is. Sterling says, "Rod, Karen, hip hop has never been more alive, in my opinion." You got cats like Kid Cudi and Drake making mainstream music that's tolerable, and other people like Creation and Soldier Boy who I can't stand, but they appeal to someone, which means one day they'll listen to other hip-hop music, and one day they might find Benjamin Starr, Sky Zoo, Rob Marciano, or Joe Button. 
You got mainstream cats bringing in new listeners and underground kings like Button, Crit, Voice the Five Nine, and Bun B, solidifying hip hop for years to come. Then you got hip hop like uh, hip hop elite like The Throne making great music, i.e. Otis vid- the Otis video. It's a decent song, but the video shows it's just to guys having two guys having fun. Black opulence at its finest, and giving back to Africa in the long run. In short, hip hop beats strong in the streets, son. Oh yeah, apes! Haha, <laughs> go team apes! Uh, but yeah, I, I also agree that uh, uh, there's there's a lot of variety, and you know, yeah, something like Watch the Throne is straight up pure hip hop to me. Like, yeah, these are just two niggas rapping at this point because it's not even really. If you think about it, there's no real singles on the fucking album. Like Otis to me doesn't sound like something you could really throw on in the club and dance to. Nope. Like this was that was pure hip hop, man. And I know people aren't gonna appreciate it because, um, you know, it's 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 cool to go against the mainstream. It show mm-hmm. it makes you stand out. But like my man Bo King said on uh, the Consumption Junction, sometimes the mainstream is right. And this is just one of those times where Watch the Throne. Hey, this shit was great to me. Uh, Corbin Macklin says, first things first, I do not listen to the radio or watch BET. Second, I love this podcast because you overcome your coonery to articulate your arguments well. Third, thank you for putting me on the to be Tom Hardy and Benjamin Starr. I almost agree with you now, Rod, but that doesn't matter because you won on this poll. Slow clap. To be, <laughs> to be the obstinate jungle bunny that I am, I voted that it's dead. Just to be consistent. But you are ultimately correct when you say in every era there are only a few good rappers and everything else is commercial bullshit. I guess that would be my biggest argument for the art form being dead. That Lupe Fiasco, my hometown hero, who has no integrity and co-signs whack niggas, will never ever ever blow unless he dumbs it down. Well, that's not fair because Lupe Fiasco has sold many, many, many more records than most of the artists that you would consider underground. Lupe Fiasco was a mainstream artist that maybe he's not going to experience the success of a Jay-Z, but anytime Mm -hmm. somebody's going gold and platinum, you don't get to call them underground. Especially nowadays. Yeah, Yeah, so... People don't buy shit. Yeah, Lupe may just talk about real shit, but he's moving weight out here on these streets with these records, so... I'm sorry, you don't get to say he's, oh, he'll never experience the success. No, he did blow up. And now him fucking it up with these interviews, that's on him. Yes, it is. But he did blow up. Um, there's a lot of underground artists that say crazy contra- uh, conspiratorial shit about the government and 9-11 and shit that uh, don't get on TV. It will never get on Why? Because they didn't sell a million fucking albums. So. That's right. Uh, he says, but Kanye got the whole world paying attention to him for, to quote him, his superficial raps being super official. Uh, still buying Watch the Throne, though, so I will end up, I will end again by saying you are right when you say it isn't dead because there are still good artists out there, and I'm guilty of disasterbation. I'm sorry, LOL. Um, nah, if you want to wallow in your grief, that's fine, but, you know, if I judge you for it or just don't really give your opinion much weight because of it, then that's on you, you know, like... And like I said, I don't have to give your opinion much weight, and you don't need to give mine much weight, but I definitely feel like people that just want to wallow in it, yeah, you're going to be sad, you're going to feel terrible about it, and that's your fault. Fuck you, move on. Uh, Christopher says, the only reason why I voted for Hip Hop is Dead is that it is part of American black music evolution. Once it gets too mainstream, basically when old cheese eaters swear by it, 
That marks the beginning of the end. It happened with the big band, swing, blues, jazz, rock, funk, soul, aka country. Need I say more? Hip-hop is going into jazz status. It is still out there and getting some respect for real cerebral musicians and folk, but I know my nieces, nephews, and son, their generation is going to create the new American black music that's going to be hot in the streets until old cheesy to swear by it and the cycle continues. Okay, Crystal, let me just say this. I disagree completely. Um... I don't understand why something has to be dead because white people like it. So because it's been it's so good that it's opened up the pathway of communication to other races and cultures, it's dead. It, to me, that's the most alive anything can be when you can unify people with one thing. Like I don't understand how that kills something. Like. Why, why do we have this, like, black exclusionary policy with our music? Like, I can understand if you're just saying, well, look, um, like, okay, I can understand if you're like, well, look, they just took Elvis and, and put him on top of some black songs and he really hates black people and shit like that. All right, I get you. That is fucked up and that's reprehensible. But if you have a situation where it's like Eminem who respects the art form, respects the people doing it. It opens up the door to many millions of motherfucking white kids and white people from all over the world and other races and cultures and other countries. How is that killing anything? You know, that's like, I mean, and I guess there's there's a lot of people like this, cause, but that's like if our podcast caught on and we were getting a million downloads in a month, there would be some people out there like, yeah, man, their podcast has never been worse. Everybody likes it now. I liked it when it was just a few black people that liked it. Like... <laughs> I really don't get that mentality, man. I I love people to share in it, bring in different experiences because their experience, their life journey, their ability to articulate where they're from in a way that can vibe with everybody, that is the dopest shit in the world, man. And then not only that, especially when it comes to music, I've realized that music allows people to get across a lot of their racial issues. Even though people don't want to talk about that and consider that when we talk about music, but a lot of times it allows people to look into the culture and better understand the culture through music, regardless of what type of music it is. I'm just saying, this is your voice. This is your radio. This is... Everybody gets their own station. That's why I love the podcast thing. Yes. Everybody gets their own station. There's shit out there that is just not for me. Me either. But it's for somebody. That's right. You know, there's people out there that I don't even listen to their show. And I'll see people tweet, this is my favorite show. And you know what? Good for fucking them, man. That's right. Because, and, and, like, and like somebody said earlier, even the whack people bring in... Listeners who will eventually look for something better than that whack shit. Yes. You know what I mean? <laughs> so. Yes, you start somewhere, regardless of where you start, and eventually you'll want to go and listen to other things. So, yeah, I, I can't agree with that, Chris, but I really would like to. But it's not just about being black all the fucking time, man. Sometimes it's about spreading shit and sharing shit, man. And that, like, how many people, how many black people benefited from Michael Jackson's video being played on MTV? How many black household, how many white households that had never had any type of worship for a black person all of a sudden had posters of Michael Jackson as the first black person ever, ever. allowed in their house for their son to look up for, their daughter Daughters. to look up to? Um, and, and by extension, how much, like, in society did that open up people to seeing us as human beings, seeing True. each other as human yeah. beings? Uh, being able to identify with the commonality of liking the same thing, yeah. I really, really can stress, can't stress enough 
sometimes shit needs to just not be black. It just doesn't need to be white. It doesn't need to be Asian. Sometimes sharing shit in this melting pot of a country and thus by extension the world is what it's about, man. So I, I really, I, I'm very, that's very disappointing, man, honestly. Um, all right, Mudslinger says he agrees because he's ratchet. Um, <laughs> Canuck Duke says uh, rap music isn't dead. The quality control standards of it might be, though. Thanks to the nature of the internet. Think of it. Before all the broadband connections, blogs, or peer-to-peer networks, we had to rely on the radio to know what was good in any genre. Now we have to make the effort to find the music that we enjoy as individuals. Agree with your whole be your own philosophy, radio philosophy. Yes. Um. Yeah, well, I don't know. Shit was always on the radio. Before the internet, after the internet. The radio was... I'll tell you, people just be nostalgic. We, we love remembering, yo, man, Tupac had If My Homie Calls on the radio, and that's when shit was real. You could turn it on. Britney's Got a Baby was on. Self-Destruction. Yeah, the other shit between that was Tootsie Roll, Come On Ride That Train, <laughs> and The Butterfly. Fuck yes. that. Yes. Shit was never that great, man. No, it was not. <laughs> we used to have standards and police our own. No, we didn't. There was some artists that did that, but most of them didn't. Um, and we got one comment on the episode on the page. Tatum says, love the show, just one thing. Karen, I am a boy. Gabby sigh, because she called Tatum a girl. I'm so sorry. Keep up the great show. You know you ain't my work days. My days at work go by fast. Um, that was not on purpose, I promise. Mm-hmm. Sure you was. Slender. Ha, 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 Episode 203, Herman Cain is a, a, a adorable. The poll was quite simple on this one. Did you like Watch the Throne? The answers were yes, no, or I haven't heard it. Mm-hmm. Yes got 73%. So yes, I fucks with y'all, man. I love this album, by the way. Uh, no got 12%. So, okay, well, that's fine. I don't think everybody's going to like anything. Mm-hmm. And 15% haven't even heard it yet. So more people haven't heard it than actually don't like it, which is really uh, cool. Tatum says, great album. And he's a dude here. Yes. It just seems like Jay and Kanye had fun making this album and it shows throughout. It's sort of like getting together with old friends talking shit for an hour. Good music gives me that feeling. Yay. Trojan Scooter says, it's a great album. I honestly don't understand why so many people were quick to call it whack after two or three listens. Also, who are these idiots that thought this album would be similar to my dark, twisted fantasy? Uh, it's actually my beautiful dark, twisted fantasy. Anyway, I'm sorry. Um... <laughs> they obviously don't understand that neither Jay nor Ye has made consecutive albums that sound the same. It's a great album. People need to open their minds and ears and just listen. Um, and I would say that, uh, especially with Twitter, that's just kind of the gift and curse of Twitter. Yes. People want to not only be the first to say something, but they want to stand out when they say it. So being the first person to diss on the album, even when you barely listen to it, is by far a quicker way to get attention. And and to some extent, there's a lot of groupthink too. So once you get enough people who want that type of attention co-signing each other, it just kind of becomes its own truth without anybody having listened to the album. That's true. You know, and I thank those people because honestly, they lower my expectations enough to where I'm like, oh, you know what? These motherfuckers was wrong. I thought this was going to be the... Actually, I don't think I would have liked Lasers that much if people hadn't shitted on Lasers so like it was the bad. worst thing in the world. Yes, then I, I got did. it. I was like, this isn't nearly as bad as y'all said it's it's not a classic. It's definitely not his best work, but y'all had me thinking I was going to just throw this shit in the trash. <laughs> um, Adjective J says, it's a dope album. The production is mad ambitious. 
Jay and Kanye don't really don't disappoint too often lyrically. It's not the most epic album of all time, but it's good. Yes. Yeah, and that's another thing. It got hyped up because people, they really buy into hype. If you'll notice on the show, uh, I don't know if we even said a word about Watch the Throne before release. Why? Because I'm not into hype. And I feel bad for you people that can't help yourselves and you're kind of suckers. You're, you know, these are the people that go find all the pictures on blogs of the, 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 the latest The Dark Knight Rises movie. And then they go see the movie and it's like, yeah, man, I mean, I knew what the back copter was going to look like, so it wasn't really a big deal. You ruined it for that shit. Yeah, you're like, well, ruin it for yourself then. That's fine. Um, Patrick says, can't say that I hated the album, but there were songs that didn't pull me in or I completely hated it. Um, there is no question that after my beautiful dark twisted fantasy, I expected more production wise than what was offered here. Whether it is wrong, I can't say, but that was where I was coming from. Murder to Excellence, Why I Love You, New Day are tight. In the end, it's an album that I can't put away. I'll keep listening because those are enough solid, there are enough solid songs to, there's enough solid to extraordinary songs not to, so he's gonna keep listening. That's kind of what happened to me. Was, I, I was gonna dismiss it after like two or three listens. I didn't tweet like I'm, this shit is terrible. I just was like, man, I, I just don't know if I'm feeling this or not. I'm gonna, but I've always allowed albums time to grow on me, even whack shit. Yeah. And um, by and, and this and it's funny because people are like, you liked it because you wanted to like it. Then why don't I like the Blueprint Three? Like why don't I like everything these niggas come out with then? Why why have I ever not liked if I just wanna like it, then I'll be in here defending like the best of both worlds and shit. No, there's albums where I'm legitimately like this just never grew on me. But even with the blueprint too, and um Miss Music Lover can attest to this and maybe even Phenom Black. When I told them on Twitter like four or five days in, I was like, I can't say that I this is a terrible album or a great album yet, cause I just haven't listened enough. Yeah. You know, and they're like, but you gotta admit, this album was, I, I know I don't, I really need more time. Yeah, and I think a lot of people, like you said, before listening to music, differently, and they catalog it quicker. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm like, dude, sometimes I listen to it 10, 20 times sometimes before I actually make a, a, a decision about it. Yeah, and they're, they're doing music for a living, kind of, with their podcast, so they don't have a choice but to process music quickly. And I have the luxury of listening as long as I fucking want. And that's true. <laughs> There's no next album I need to get yes, to they, to submit yes. a review. They got to get to the next 5K. I'm still doing 1K. Right. Uh, <laughs> Patrick says, can't say that I hated the album. Oh, wait. He already read, already read that. Mudslinger says, that shit was average at best. If we didn't know who these niggas are, this wouldn't even be a polling question. We've lowered the bar so much. If you compare it to Big Crit, this album is a throwaway. If Crit was, is like the black guy test, then this is like Steve Harvey entertaining yet disappointing. Um, I can't disagree with you more, Mudslinger, as usual. Um, it, it, actually, I would say the opposite. If we didn't know who these dudes were and this album came out, we'd be big up in this as the classic debut of all time. We'd be like, I can't believe these niggas were on this groundbreaking, edgy shit. I've never heard anything like this. These, you know, they're rapping about black power and blackness and strength and, and fine, you know, fine, but at the same time talking about wealth and what it's like to have wealth. Nah, fuck that. Y'all, y'all would definitely, it, it's part of the, the, the hurdle that, and Phenom Black talked about this on his show, part of the hurdle with Jay-Z and Kanye is you're not going to hold Jay-Z specifically to the same standards as anybody else because he's got so much material yeah. You can't if you grading him on the same curve as everybody else, then you just be saying he's classic all the fucking time. And that's true too now. Because obviously he's better than most other rappers, so it's almost impossible to just get a standalone observation of Jay Z. Uh, Max G says it was good. 
glad to see Kanye brought something to the table, but I thought Jay was taking some time away from rap. I'm not sure what that means. Um, Tatum says, the more I listen, the greater it gets. For example, I didn't really like the way Jay was singing at the beginning of Murder to Excellence, but I really listened and ignored it. Great song with a good message and clever wordplay. I'm really starting to think people were saying negative things about this album just to have something to say. Yeah, I do think yes, that. Yes, I agree. Because um, what's more controversial? People on Twitter love to get attention. People on Facebook love to get attention. What's a better way to get attention than to say something's whack? This is no. Uh, everyone's gonna listen yeah, to this. You this never is the worst. Listen. A lot of times, a lot of times, them niggas don't even listen to the shit. Hell, you know, go skip, 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 skip. Oh, that shit was rap. Did you listen to the whole song? No. Montoya says it's a pretty good album, but part of me agrees with Mudslinger in the sense that we tend to allow production more time to grow on us if we already like the artist. That being said, Watch the Throne is solid. Um. Okay. I now, like I said, you guys may do that, and that's probably how most people listen to music. I don't. Like, I, I, I allow everything to grow on me if I can, you know. If it's not reprehensibly whack, I will listen to it enough to where I get the nectar from the album, regardless of what it is. Uh, if that was the case, I wouldn't have given Benjamin Starr so many plays to a, to eventually enjoy the Scorsese sessions. I would have just been like, I don't know who this nigga is, and I'm not going to let this grow on me. Now, if that's, if that's your method of listening, you only give... People you know a chance to grow on you. Well, it's your fault. That's not really my fault. But uh, I try to give everybody that's not whack a chance because quite often you can find greatness in albums by great people because they're great. Mm-hmm. What are they gonna do some bullshit for? Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? It's like if somebody listens to our podcast and five minutes in they're like, "Oh fuck this, they ain't talking about nothing." <laughs> you know, well now you missed the part about Joseph being a simp, didn't you? Yes, you did. David says the album is great. I can't get en- I can't get enough of it. Jay Z disses beans. Kanye doing his Marv Albert action. Um, <laughs> this the pro- production was getting was good minus the Swiss beat song. You know what's funny about that? Um, people say they don't like the Swiss beat songs, and I, I don't blame you. Definitely the one where he's talking. You're like, oh, that's terrible. But what they don't know is he produced the first half of Murder to Excellence, and that beat is fucking sick. But, but he's not talking on it, so you wouldn't even associate that with Swiss Beats. It's just funny to me that people say that. Um, He looks like an eyeglass and nose joke set, and a whistle had sex, and can see that nigga talking about Swiss Beats. Ah! But this album has, e- has everything, even Sweet Baby Jesus. <laughs> Canuck Duke says it, it has been the soundtrack to my drive to and from work for the past couple of weeks Overall I enjoy the production more than the actual lyrics But it has grown on me I just posted a review on my site feed uh, Feel free to check it out and comment on it Sorry for the shameless plug riding can I'll buy the beer stein with this weekend The mug has been a great addition to my desk Oh he, he got this at his desk at work and shit Cool Take a picture of that, man. Yeah. I know them white people are like, what the fuck? Why, uh, why he got the glasses too? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Kanye seemed mad at the world on a few songs on this album. My favorite songs were Murder to Excellence, Day, New Day, Illest Motherfucker Alive, and surprisingly, Niggas in Paris has grown on me a lot. So yeah, I think anytime... This happened to me with Eminem's quote-unquote worst album, Encore, because I listened to it enough to where I was like, yo, he still got talent. Uh, McNabb... <laughs> McNabb 51 boy commenting on the episode, which if you remember was about Herman Cain, says Black Republicans shaking my head. Hmm. Mm-mm-mm. That nigga look like Benson. Ah! <laughs> oh, oh my shit. goodness. 
All right, last poll. Um, Joseph, the Bible simp. The poll was, uh, is it shocking that Lisa McDowell didn't mind paying for the first day? 76% of people are reasonable human beings who have experienced life and said, yes, women never pay for first day. 15% of people are crazy and say, no, it happens all the time. You're a goddamn liar. Maybe they maybe they're only talking about lesbian relationships. Uh, <laughs> uh, I haven't been. Nine uh, percent of people haven't seen coming to America, so they're terrorists to me. What are they? They must be under twenty-five. I don't know how somebody hasn't seen that movie. Uh, Toya says, "Of course, women never pay on the first date at dinner because they pay later with that ass, man. <laughs> if they don't, I'm getting a refund, straight Stacy in Brooklyn style." Oh, oh, oh that's yeah, you're getting hard there, Stacey. Stacey don't play. He steals. Yes. I don't kill, I steal. Um, but yeah, and now people might be going, but she's Toya. Doesn't that mean she, well, Toya doesn't consider herself the lady in the relationship. Mm-hmm. So she's on our side, fellas. Yes, sir. Max G. Well, obviously, I'm a terrorist. I should have seen the signs. I'm a Muslim. My favorite gun is an AK. And ah. I, I disagree with a lot of things Fox News says. Yep, sad face. Oh, and Lil Wayne sucks. Tatum says, Lisa McDowell was a very progressive woman. The first date is usually the man's turn to pay. Then whomever suggests the next date is to pay for the next go-round. That's true. I mean, unless a woman invites you on a date, I don't know why she would even consider paying for it. That's true. Um, and, and what and dude leaves the house not prepared to pay for the date? That's true, too. You gonna say something? Yeah, and I was gonna say, and a lot of women... Uh, do like they do your boy they be like well come out with me like like if I come to you and I be like well you know baby let's go out and you be like I ain't got the money I will cover everything don't do that and then talk shit about the nigga he told you up front yeah I just don't think women like pants uh, I don't mind pants the jackal the man is, in my opinion, required to pay for the first date I totally agree with Toya we all pay some kind of way to get that ass and uh, you know I say man pay for her company not always about the ass, man. What's wrong with just hanging out and getting to know somebody? And then you won't be so disappointed when you don't get the ass the first day, you know? Uh, David says, Lisa was on some trying to prove she ain't need Daryl ass shit. If it was... <laughs> that's true. <laughs> if it was any situation she wasn't coming out of pocket, or if it was any other situation she wasn't coming out of pocket, Akeem needed to talk to Riley and shit. She paying for dinner. That's payment. She was trying to buy that dick, son, and the prince just wanted to simp a bit more. Uh, all right, so emails, and then we have one voicemail, then we'll open up the phone lines. Cool. DH writes in, USB cord, question mark. Because Bokeem was talking about, we, we read an article about somebody beating a child with a, a, a cord, mm-hmm. extension cord, and uh, getting child abuse. And he said, well, if it was a thin cord, she wouldn't have got a, went to jail. And D.A. says, obviously, Bokeem is not familiar with the institution of B.A. beating. <laughs> I was blessed as a child to only get my ass whooped with switches and belts. I was never done up by any type of Hot Wheels track or extension cord. <laughs> but I can tell you with absolute certainty that something as thin as a USB cord switch hurts like a son of a bitch. Yes, it does. And the welts they leave are serious reminders that whatever the fuck you did to get that whooping is not the thing to do. I said that again, too. I have some cousins that I witnessed get their ass whooped. Their mom used extension cords, racetracks, sticks, belts, switches, her fir- her fist, and whatever else came in handy. That's not what happens. They would run all around the house trying to dodge that shit. 
Bokeem is sounding like one of those white guys who would cuss out his moms and get the get fucking timeouts. Ass whoopings is for real. Yeah, that's what keep your ass out of jail. Yeah. Um, Jay, uh, who actually has been on the show before, um, and, and she wrote wrote in about um, uh, this article, the, not article, but that news clip we covered of the black boy who uh, they took out of context and made it sound like he wanted to actually have a gun mm-hmm. to get involved in the violence that was going down on his street. Yes. And when they looked at the whole quote, it was actually he wanted to have a gun because he was going to be a police officer and stop the violence. Yes. And, um, you know, it was very heartbreaking. A lot of people got pissed. I mean, we kind of just said whatever, you know. I mean, it's racist, but what else? I mean, possibly racist. It's not even tech. It could be racist. Yes. But, you know, it's definitely fucked up, whatever it was. Very. So, um, Jay says, uh, anywho, do you still listen to Keith and the Girl? Yes, I do. Yes. It's funny because last week I forwarded them a story about the four-year-old kid being taken out of context. I sent it because of the show they had with the black comedian last week. And, yeah, they had this comedian on there. He talked about uh, police profiling and things yes, like that. Yes, he did. Um, it says, I'm a little fuzzy on the details, but I recall the convo going in the direction where the black comedian had to keep breaking down for them the black experience in the media. So I figured sending them, sending that would let me see something so, would let them see something so blatant. I guess I lack prefacing it with my intent because although they played it on the most recent episode, the racial part of it totally went over their heads. Oh well. Um, yeah, well, you know what I think it is? One, they're good people. And it's kind of hard for people that aren't racist or aren't really used to dealing with that kind of shit to see it in that that light because they want to give people benefits of the doubt. Well, and then it's just their American perspective is different than ours. They are not looking for that, so they're not going to see that. They're not going in saying this is racist. Yeah, they just knew it was very unfortunate. Yes. But, um, you know. They could understand that it wasn't fair and it wasn't right. Yeah, also, honestly, it's hard to prove that that's racist. Like I said. Like I said on uh, Google Plus when I put the link out there, I was like, it's salacious, it's inflammatory, but at the same time, it's as as prejudiced as it seems. It's, It's really hard to prove that the intent is racism. That's true. That, you know, we don't know that they wouldn't have done this with a white kid. We don't know that this is a tactic they do all the time. That's true now. So, at the same time, and then, of course, when you use the word racist, we turn a lot of people off anyway. Immediately. um, But if any, at the very least, they fucked up. And they did it on on purpose. Yes, they did. You know, and I haven't heard. an entire clip. Yeah, and I haven't heard anything about people getting fired or anything behind that. But I'm really curious to see what happened with that. Um, she says, oh, and you two have totally put me on to all of my black podcasts. Prior to listening to you two, I only listened to white podcasts. That's all that was out there. Now my rotation is pretty much all the affiliates of yours. Insanity Check, BCCO, Player Hater, All Balls Don't Bounce, Single Simoncast, and now I have confun- Conjunction. <laughs> Confunction. Junction. Consumption Junction. Cue it up from, from listening to your latest show. I tried scare- Sherry and Scarfinger, but I just couldn't after a while. Ha ha ha. Uh, yeah, I always do feel like I'm listening to my parents argue while I listen to them. But I love them. DH says, good looking out on the podcast with Bokeem and Miss Chartreuse. I checked out their podcast and was pleased to get info on self-publishing. I've had some ideas and notes for possible books and short stories I want to write, but without having a lot of free time to get these little projects out, it just never happened. Now, after listening to them, I have a better idea of how I can get the projects out. I tried to check out different podcasts that you tell me about, 
Most of them I end up subscribing to. I even told my son, who just went to college and moved on campus, naked time, <laughs> to keep to start keeping a journal so he can compile his thoughts and ideas for the future. Thanks for bringing on all your guests, even the light-skinned ones. Yeah, we don't discriminate. <laughs> even the light-skinned ones. Uh, you never know when one of them is going to have something that we peasants might need. See? Sometimes even the stuff that's not ratchet can be good, too. Well, nigga, you was just ratchet. What are you talking about? <laughs> about racism and stuff. And then DH wrote again. I deal with accounts all, all over the country. Uh, one company is in Boston that has an account with us. There's one guy who runs a friendly bet with us about the Lakers and the Celtics. Yes, he's white. He was geeked up when Shaq went there. He tried to t- I, we, But we tried to tell him it couldn't be as great as he thought. No offense to the big man, but he ain't what he used to be, and the foot problems are well noted. Uh, I don't even know what this is about. <laughs> this, like, we never talked about Shaq. No. We didn't talk about the Celtics or the Lakers. He's just writing said, us. That's why season is over, son. <laughs> He's just writing us random <laughs> shit now. Um, you need to back to him, the man's one. <laughs> anyway, I sent him a pic of Shaq holding up his first Celtics jersey and asked if he remembered that pic. He replied that he should have listened to us and that we were right all along. Then he went on to say how Shaq was supposed to be doing some coaching in the league and he might be able to do something about all the thugs in the league. Now, I'm not a serious hardcore basketball fan, but I can smell bullshit 10 miles away. I asked what thugs was he talking about, and he said the ones who play a sport that accepts fighting as a normal part of the game. Nope, that's hockey. Uh, The ones who throw a lethal projectile at a player's head to send a message. Nope, that's baseball. Mm -hmm. The one where they yell at umpires to kick dirt on them and bump chest with with them. That's baseball again. The one where players uh, pull others underwater which is illegal during the game. Nope, that's water polo. I had a few more for him about football, soccer, and tennis. I love how they yell at the line judges without punishment and especially hockey. I never got a return email after that. Why is it that basketball ah. <laughs> basketball players get labeled as thugs, but the fact is the players are nearly handcuffed now. They can't even complain to themselves about a ref's call and don't think about hitting another player. The only thing they can do is talk shit to each other and even... That is a subject of scrutiny. I thought it sounded like racism, but surely I must be mistaken. It couldn't be because the majority of players in the NBA are looking around to see who's listening. Black. <laughs> Am I just being sensitive and shit? No, it's because they're black. Mm-hmm. Um, that was a very easy email to solve. <laughs> if they was all white, they, when there was more white people in the NBA, you could fight and shit. Now oh, it's you, not. Oh, you could brawl. Them old clips, <laughs> man, they was brawling for real. Yeah. I understand. It was no joke. Uh, shit, the the Georgetown team got beat up by China. Yeah. Yesterday, and people were literally talking about how they were thugs and they came over there to start a fight. Oh, and, and if you saw the video, video. they were running away. Yes. They got beat down. The yes. Chinese people had army training. They didn't throw no punches. Them the, niggas yeah. was getting the hell up out of there. The Chinese team has been in arguments before and fights, fist fights before with other teams. Um, it was it was just a complete. It's just one of those sad moments where you realize that racially people will never get over certain stereotypes, and it even trumps their nationalism. Like your racism is above your nationalism. Like you see black thugs on the court as opposed to Americans who got fucking bum rushed. By a, a, a team that 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 uh, was completely belligerent. Yes. Uh, Cedric talks about dangerous basketball courts. Love the show. I just finished listening to episode 204, which was great. Rod, I couldn't agree more about refusing to play at dangerous basketball courts. I grew up in Chicago and played in some pretty dangerous places. 
Quick story. My brother, me, and a few friends went to play at a gym a few years back. We walk in the, we walk in as the game's just ending. Two guys that were on the same team begin arguing after a loss. One of the guys leaves. We get on the court to start the next game. Uh-oh. Yes. Nah, that's my key. When, when niggas leave, it's time for you to leave, too. I'm sorry. <laughs> I'm through. At certain basketball courts, whenever like, I'll be right back, I'm going to my car. I'm taking my ball. I'm leaving. I mean, that is, uh, when you at them dangerous courts, watch. Be watchful. The guy comes back to the gym, walks up to the dude he was arguing with, and shoots him twice in the chest. The guy falls to the ground. He stands over him and shoots him again. And just walks out the gym. Damn. We couldn't leave the gym for like an hour, so we're stuck We're stuck in the gym with a guy bleeding to death. It was like some shit out of a movie. We found out on the news later the dude died. Now that's a dangerous basketball story for your ass. P.S. The shows with Justin and Will are epic. Peace said. Yeah. For those of you out there, stay your ass. Especially if you're over uh, 25, stay your ass out them courts and go ahead and pay for a membership to the Wild with White folks, but you say. And said wrote in a conclusion to the story, which I'm glad he did. He said the shooter left his wallet and clothes in the gym. Case closed. Idiot. Delfrano says, sup, Rod and Karen. This was freshman year of college, and we won an early home game against Kansas. For our home games, the parties were hosted in rotation by team position. The craziest parties are usually given by the linebackers, but this week it was the offensive lineman's turn. Keep in mind that I was a lightweight 18-year-old wide receiver, 6'2", 168 pounds, with a low tolerance level. See, you can already see him setting up excuses. Yeah, this is not going to end well. Anyways, later that evening, a few other receivers and DBs figured we would get a little prime before heading to the party. So we're chilling in my dorm room, drinking room temperature, great mad dog, 2020. Yeah, that's right. Okay, I remember doing that. I remember being on the way to the party. I recall arriving at the party and there being a made-up concoction called Muddy Water, which was Seagram's Gym, Gin, Peach Snops, and Sprite and Orange Juice. I think that was it. Okay, I remember succumbing to the peer pressure and drinking some of that bullshit. I remember talking to a fine-ass bopper. Was she fine or was you just drunk? I remember being in a pool. There was no pool at this party. I remember vomiting. I remember Ashy Larry. Just bullshitting. Anyway. I recall being ah. in a Jeep. And last thing I remember was Jack in the Box. I woke up under my bed with my shoulder pads on with no shirt. In my shorts. But my drawers were missing. I had a killer headache and a piece of unfinished cheeseburger in my mouth. Damn. Fellas told me they lost me for a brief moment at the party. And that I told them I to leave me the fuck alone because I wanted to talk to some chick. And they said she was hella ugly, but I wouldn't let it go. But they said me and this other cat got real sick, but I was the only one throwing up. And they took me to get some food before heading back to the dorms. And once we got back to the dorms, I kept trying to put my jersey on the sand that we had to go to practice. <laughs> it was 4 a.m. Sunday morning. They said they left me like that. I asked them about a pool. They said I tried to get in a jacuzzi with the ugly chick and had all my clothes on. I didn't take another sip of alcohol till my junior year. And that was in moderation. Anyways, I'm out. Bam. Delfrano, the dream killer. Wow. Shit, dog. That's a prime example of not good. Not good, dog. <laughs> Steve W. says, Hey, Rod and Karen, I enjoy listening to your ratchet-ass podcast, but it occurred to me <laughs> it occurred to me that some people, especially those who are new to the show, may not be sure what ratchet is, so I figured I'd help those people out. With apologies to David Letterman and that redneck southern dude whose name escapes me right now, There are, here are the top ten signs you might be ratchet. <laughs> what, is, what is that dude's name anyway? Jeff uh, Jeff Foxworthy or something? Yeah, something like that. If you're rooted for Charlton, NRA Heston, 
instead of the damn dirty eight, you might be ratchet. Ah, yes. That's number ten. Number nine. If you think being able to watch cable TV in prison is an even trade-off by having to deal with the occasional anal rape, you might be ratchet. Yes. If, number eight. If you can't let a hard-working black man take a lousy two minutes to make his goddamn popcorn before it goes back to work, you might be ratchet. Uh, uh. Seven. If you won't lose weight because you think your rolls of fat provide a great hiding spot for stolen merchandise, you might be ratchet. Yes. Number six. If you're single and all you're looking for is a nice girl with a great personality and a chain link goatee tattoo on her face, you might be ratchet. Ah! Five. If you take multiple naps a day just so you can be rested and ready to throw out a racist comment at the drop of a dime, you might be ratchet. <laughs> I think that she can. I think so too. Number four. If you have ball, the balls enough to grab your father by the collar and slap him around while screaming, Where the drugs at, nigga? You might be right. <laughs> oh, shit. <laughs> Number three. If you have an uncontrollable craving for some cheese, so you go to the kitchen when you keep your 26-inch scimitar and cut yourself a piece, you might be white. I mean, ratchet. Uh, uh. If that <laughs> number two, if that damn server won't have your food recooked for the third time, so you have no other recourse but to dash that shit in his face, you might be ratchet. I think that's Justin. And the number one sign that you might be ratchet. Can I get a drum roll, Ken? <laughs> you just burned twenty minutes of your life that you can never get back. Writing an email about friggin' ratchetness. <laughs> That's from Steve. Thanks, Steve. <laughs> and last emails from In the Bleachers, my man Mike Felder, who I've heard on so many podcasts this week talking about the Miami football situation. Mm-hmm. Um, he says, Rod and Karen, good to hear you guys hit on one of my favorite topics, getting blackout drunk. There are many ways I've ascended to this level of drunk, beer bonging six to eight shots of rum or vodka or whiskey, Ooh. crossing from the 2-4 loco safety area into the 3 loco danger zone, Ooh. All day drink fest where we do beer Olympics disallowing for maintaining of extended prime filling. No matter how you get there, antics of the evening are crucial. Dancing is solid ride. Next time, aim high. Take your clothes off. And have to be physically removed from the bar before you stand on the table pouring beer all over girls. Ah, ah. Mike, we can't all fight the bouncers, dog. That's, that's your prerogative. Ah. And I can't see how he down to three, four local shit. We split one. That's still have my heart racing. No, thank you. Another move I found to be classic, failed to blackout, navigating terribly dangerous territory. Two examples are construction site and the balcony. The balcony is easy. I got locked out of my house and my roommates were out of town. I needed to stay at my girlfriend's. She was out of town too. Her door was locked. Front and back doors locked. But I had one shot. The balcony door. I climbed a fence, walked on, on another fence, Climbed a tree, shimmied out of a, on a limb, swung onto the balcony. How do I know? Because the neighbor watched me the whole time, knocked on the door the next day, and told me it was the most awesome thing he'd ever seen a drunk person do. Ah, how did he have the coordination? He could have killed himself. <laughs> In college, me and my friend broke into a campus construction site, drove the Bobcat, I dumped a dump truck, played. Play, he drove construction equipment? What the fuck? Did they leave the keys in it? What the hell? Played with some other equipment on our way home and from the bars. 
Um, we had to leave when we broke some stuff, but couldn't figure a way out, so we jumped the fence. I cut my jeans open, sliced my pinky on the fence, woke up the next morning on the bathroom floor. My roommate thought it was a murder scene. Ripped jeans to shreds, shreds, blood all over the wall, sink floor, my clothes everywhere, blood. He screamed like a little bitch. Oh my God, he's dead. Woke, woke me up from my cool towel slumber. Not, bro. Uh, Karen, how dare you say Amber Conry and Fitch is like Banana Republic? I think that was me to say that. Whatever. Did you say that? Okay, alright. That's an outrage and quite slanderous. Banana Republic makes the finest khakis in the land. And only one, ah! the only ones I wear. Black, blue, black, tan, dark, darker tan, and all the other colors. Abercrombie and Fitch is clothes for middle schoolers. It is like a quarter step above Hollister. If you're above 15 and you're wearing Abercrombie and Fitch, you are not in touch with the reality of life. Same goes for American Eagle uh, or the cheap home boy, Aeropostle. Yes, I've heard of that one too. Yes, all these is white folks stores. I'm sorry. Mike, Mike is so white. Yes, he is. And like, he's dark on the outside. I honestly feel like he his lives heart, his... Yes. Yes. In his heart, he's 100% white. He lives his... Like, he is the example of what you can accomplish in America if you just don't believe in your blackness. Mm, like, this blackness is not going to hold me back from nothing. I'm not going to get kicked out the bar for acting a goddamn fool. No, and on top of that, I believe if you told him he was black, he might get offended. I think he is committed to at least three crimes in this email alone. Breaking and entering, public, ah. public intoxication... <laughs> like fucking with bobcats. Yeah, he's stealing construction equipment. What the fuck, man? How is this nigga not in prison? No, but like you said, he's big, so he could probably fight people off. And you know, I mean, but the cops intimidating. What does he just walk up there? I didn't know I couldn't do that. And cops are like, "Well, okay." Yes, and the, something about his voice. And he's surrounded by twenty white dudes. So hey. Yeah, I guess that's it. Also, regarding putting tape over it and blurring it out on the Bad Girls Club on the Real World, um, that's a sponsorship ordeal. When they're not drinking things the show has sponsored, they cover it up as sort of, we're not giving you free advertisement. And we're not going to piss off our sponsors type moves. Simple and stupid because uh, we all know that what a Bud Light Absolute Pepsi bottle or can looks like. Yes, sir. This time, two weeks from now, I'll be in Chapel Hill boozing it up. Get ready, folks. Football season is here. Sponsored by that. Yeah. I guess he won't have as much time to talk about Pretty Little Lives anymore. Alright, we have one voicemail. Let's go ahead and play that shit. Let's do this, son. Let's do this. Alright. Um, Bamf. Hey, what it do, sir and Miss Lady? Miss um, Rashani from the Single Simulcast. That last show y'all did was fucking ridiculous. <laughs> um, and I was sitting there listening to uh, the conversation about homeless people. And you know, out here... We deal with the homeless a lot, a whole damn lot. Um, had one dude who um, came over to me and he was like, hey man, you know, I was at the gas station, pumping gas. He was like, hey man, um, my, my, my car, I, I live in, in Bankersville, which is about 40 miles down the road. My, my car ran out of gas and I live in Vacaville, and um, I'm supposed to be getting back there to see my my children. And you know, this is my first time really getting a chance to see them in a while. He's very strange. You know, I'm a dude who no problem. You know, what you do with it is what you do with it. God will judge you. So I'm like, sure, man. Here goes five thousand. He's like, okay, thank you. No, so like, no problem, man. Please, you know, give him dab and move on. A week later, 
I'm at the gas station, and I see this same damn dude. And he's like, hey, man, um, I'm from Vacaville, and, uh, you know, I, I ran out of gas, and I'm uh, going to see my family, and I'm like, didn't you say Vallejo last time? And he got real quiet. And I was like, um... I'm pretty sure you said the lighthouse. He said, nah, who, what? I was like, you was here. And he was like, hey, man, can I just get some change? I need to get home. And I was like, nah, man, dude. I got up and left. Like three days later, I come to the same damn gas station. This dude is talking to some young girl. And he's like, hey, um, I'm from Pittsburgh which is, you know, further out in the Bay Area. I'm from Pittsburgh, and my, and before he was finished, I was like, his kids, he ain't seen them in a while, and he needs to get home and see them as soon as possible. But get that nigga some money, because he keep moving, and apparently, rent is going up. So help that dude out. You know, so, that was a situation that I ran into. And then there was another cat who um was sitting on the bus stop Cross street from my job, big fat white dude. Every time I came out of my job, he'd be sitting there and he'd be like, "Hey, y'all got some money so I can uh, catch a ride on the bus." I'm like, "Okay, you know, I gave him like 25 cents. It ain't nothing to a ball, so give him 25 cents." And he uh, says, "Thank you." I'm like, "No problem, pal." And I keep, I, I do a move and I keep walking. I come back out That's the lunch time I come back out After I get off work Same fat white dude Sitting on the bench Like Hey man uh, I'm, I'm trying to catch the bus You got some change And I'm like Damn dude You ain't succeeded In your goal yet <laughs> Motherfucker right now I'm trying to get a soda Give me my quarterback <laughs> He was like Oh Um Uh Uh Uh, uh. I'm like Okay I see where you coming from I got nothing for you, pimp. But the thing is, out here in Cali, there was the one who asked the dude for some change. And the dude said, nah, get a job, which is, you know, something I say. You get fed up enough, you're going to say that. This woman pulled out a gun and shot the player dead in the face. Damn. And um, he died about a month later. Now, the thing I'm thinking about is, how the hell you get a gun when you can't even afford to get on the bus? <laughs> and, and, and when you shot the dude dead in his face, here's the crazy part. That is the crazy part. When you shot the dude dead in his face, then you hopped your happy ass on a bus and rolled down the street to a target where you tried to hide out. So obviously you have the money for the bus. What the fuck was you asking for? Anyways, per usual, great show, y'all. Love every moment of it. Shit was funny as hell. And um, I'm going to holler at you. Peace. Peace. Thank you. Thanks, Simon. <laughs> Bullets are expensive. <laughs> oh, and then, of course, yeah, a little bit more for y'all. All right, here we go. Um, All right, so, um, yeah, okay, then you had to put the phone in his pocket, and then, like, some people walked over. All right, let me stop it. <laughs> what if I just kept playing and then like he committed a murder or some shit? Um, all right, we'll allow a few minutes for people to call in if you want to do that. It's seven zero four five five seven zero one eight six. So if you want to call in and talk to us live, you can do that. 
while we get ready to wrap up the show, um, of course, you know, you can go to theblackouttips.com and you can donate there. Uh, you can go to the store. I'm adding items to the store all the time. Uh, just this morning, somebody suggested that we add uh, magnets, refrigerator magnets okay. to the store. So I added one, a rectangle refrigerator magnet. It's in there for four ninety nine. We got coasters. Yeah, we got coasters for cups and shit, you know, in case you don't want to fuck up your fine wood in your house and you use one of the blackout tips coasters or whatnot. Um, but, uh, yeah, definitely go check out that store. Even if you don't want to buy something, just check it out anyway just to see what kind of shit is available because you never know what you might want, you know. Um, and, like I said, keep, keep in contact with us. Let us know what you would like us to add to the store because if, if you want something added, I'll definitely... Uh, do that. Um, yeah, they allow us to. Leonard left a comment on the, our actual live feed on uh, the Facebook page. He said, checking you out live for the first time right now. I still peep the edited version once it's posted later on. And man, Karen's laugh is funny as hell. I hope people keep <laughs> I hope people keep saying and doing things to make her laugh so the rest of us can laugh. As far as Watch the Throne goes, I don't know about that one. Oh, we got a call. Hold on. I'll get back to you in a second, Leonard. Yo, what's up? You're on the air with the Black Out Tips podcast. Hey, hey, what's going on? It's Montoya. What up, Montoya? Montoya. What's up, dog? Get out here to bed every time. But hey, man, I was calling, man. This first time I really got to listen to the show live. Man, sounds good. Thank you. You know, y'all are progressive, man. It's amazing to me, man, with the store and everything. You know, I'm going to knock me off the shirt here in a little bit. No doubt. But, Thank uh, you. Yeah, man. I enjoy all the stories, man. Y'all just keep it up. This is one of those kiss-ass calls, man. Got <laughs> this is my favorite kind of call. It's like a donation. Yes. There you go. There you go. <laughs> now, anyway, man, you know, it's like, it's like talking to homies when I, when I hear y'all. Man. It's pretty good. Are you still... Now, are you... What happened to Magnum Prime? Are you done with that alter ego now? Or are you just... <laughs> I noticed that y'all never... Y'all never quite call at the same time. You never really... Like, yeah, that's funny, man. Uh, yeah, my old ego is—he's he's over there collecting uh news stories and clippings. <laughs> so, you know, notice, notice, notice his Twitter as he never has a real picture on that. Yeah, that's true, man. That's yeah, true. Yeah, He—he's not helping the case out at all for he's trying to say we got the same person. <laughs> yeah, his whole timeline is just stories that he's sending to us and then comments on the podcast, and I appreciate that shit too because. You know, that helps promote people podcasts and he gives us materials for the show, man. So Yeah, man, he, he on top of it. So shout out to myself for that. <laughs> 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 no doubt, man. Anyway, I, man. Um yeah, I should get back to clean it. How we will say? Uh I noticed you uh I, I saw your comments on Watch the Throne too, man. Have you listened to it at all since then? Are you pretty much done with the album? No, I gave the well, what happened was I found a couple songs I was digging. And I just replayed again, really. I hear you. I hear you. I think a lot yeah, of people... Uh, yeah, like I was saying about folks who, who uh, give people they like a uh, more of a shot, I wasn't talking about myself, but, you know, people oh. in general, what I found is that, you know, like back in the day when Jay-Z dropped some stuff that wasn't too hot, and you hear them cats, like, oh, that was just shit. I'm like, man, you could have just fought it on the mic. You would like it. <laughs> right, right. You uh, know what I'm saying? Be, be real enough to give it, you know, give it a critical... Yeah, that's my only problem with being a Jay Z fan is that it's like being an Eagles fan. I get grouped in with a bunch of motherfuckers that would like Jay Z no matter what. 
You know what I mean? Yeah. So that, then it's hard to defend that because I'm not going to defend like motherfuckers that are like, no, son, the best of both worlds is the shit. I'm like, son, that, yeah. I, you know, I don't want to be rude with them. But, yeah, I definitely understand where you're coming from, man. Let me see if anybody else wants to call, man. But thank you for the call, dude. Thank you. All right, thank y'all. Take it easy. Have right, a good peace. one. Um, that was awesome. Yes, that um, was. Um, but yeah, we finally I, got time to him in person. Yeah, yeah. And, and guess what? It was two people in one conversation. Now I guarantee, Magna Prime won't be calling up because it would be from the same number. Yes, it would. Um, be. the re- the finish reading what Leonard said. Uh, it says, uh, as far as Watch the Throne goes, I don't know about that one. I've heard most of it, but it sounds like a bunch of noise in most cases. Some of the songs, like two or three songs, rolled into one. I get, it gets loud and chaotic in many places. I can see why people say it has to grow on them. The question is if it will ever grow on me. We'll see, bro, though. Yeah, we'll see, man. You know, I can't really make you like anything, but, you know, just give it an, open, an honest chance and then, you know, you'll figure out the rest from there. Um, I'm going on about an hour and a half. I'll give it a couple more minutes. The phone line's open. Um, but, of course, thanks to everybody that came into the chat room. Yeah. And hung out with the show today. Um, thanks for the people that listen to the feedback show. You know, I know some people choose not to, but I feel like they miss out on the best part, which is the listeners. Yes, they do. It's some of our best shows, in my opinion. Uh, okay, we got a call coming in. Let's check it out. Hey, you on the air with the Blackout Who Tips? What up? Turn your What up, Big homie from the chat. Oh, what up, big homie Phil? Turn the internet down. Oh, okay. Can you hear me? Uh, oh, yeah, nothing to say. Uh, oh, you just, yeah. <laughs> you just called just to call. Uh, yeah. Oh. Well, What's big, big homie Phil, what did you think about, um, what did you think about the, uh, Watch the Throne? I hadn't heard it yet. Oh, okay. Heard, uh, that Otis and that, uh, niggas in Paris. Mm. All right, well, um, all right. Let, let me ask you a different question then. What do you think about women paying for the first date? Have you ever seen that shit or experienced it in your life? Not in my life. Exactly. I, I don't say this to Karen. Karen would have told him out. She don't mind saying, Karen, you married. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. First of all, y'all gotta people out there listening in listening land. Y'all gotta don't take Karen too serious. She says a lot of stuff that is just not like I'm just like that is not even count. Like, My bad. She'd be like, I like such and such ice cream. I'm like you have never. I've lived with you forever. You have never had peach ice cream to say. I've never walked in and looked in the refrigerator and seen peach ice cream in the freezer ever. No. But but she'll I like that. I, oh, this is great. You know how women just love everything. Just love fucking everything. Yeah. And when I don't like it, I really don't like it to the other extreme. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. But yeah, dude, that shit never happens. Women, five percent of people say it happens all the time. Y'all some goddamn no, liars. That's not true. <laughs> but like, and yeah, I agree with you because yeah, with me and my husband, I will pay. Cause this is coming out the same pot. <laughs> Damn it, we. <laughs> hey, it's my money too. At this point, if a woman pulled out her wallet on the first date, even the dude would be surprised. You'd be like, "What? The, what are you doing? <laughs> you trying to play me?" <laughs> but uh, hey, thank- well, I'm, gonna let, I'm gonna let y'all go. No doubt, dog. Thanks Thank for the call, calling. man. Peace. Yep. Well, <laughs> uh, that was big homie feel, man. I appreciate the call. We do. But yeah, Karen always be lying about stuff. Y'all just let it slide. Ah, ah, ah. 
Well, we got a couple calls, man. Um, I guess we'll go ahead and wrap this thing up. Let's uh, get up out of here. Um, of course, you listen to the Black Out Tips podcast. You can find us all kinds of ways. Go to theblackouttips.com. Uh, vote in the polls. Uh, comment on different polls. Uh, don't forget you can email the show and submit uh, pictures for our cooking blog that we have. And I'm going to cook something this weekend, even though I don't know what it is yet. Mm-hmm. Um, just go to uh, email us at theblackouttips at gmail.com. And uh, I'll post it on there. Please leave a description of what it is, because some of y'all shit is hard to tell. Yeah. Uh, no offense. You yeah. know, I'm sure a lot of my shit is probably hard to tell what I made. Um, also, don't forget, you can donate there and go to iTunes. Leave us a five-star review. Just search for The Black Guy Who Tips. We read every five-star review on the show, regardless of content. Thank yes, you to do. everyone who did a review this week, because I didn't have to say anything fucked up. Thanks, guys. <laughs> you are the real fans. Uh, you can find us on Stitcher Radio, an application you can carry with you in your phone, on your phone and take us everywhere with you. Um, you can go to Facebook and, uh, you know, join our group there. Tell your friends to join our group. And we have different discussions on Facebook all the time. And, um, you can call the show 704-557-0186, leave a voicemail or talk to us live on Saturday mornings. Um, and follow us on Twitter. I'm at Rodimus Prime. Karen is Say That Again. That is in DAT. She is burping. Yes. Uh, you want to say it? Because I'm sure people want to hear it. I know. Um, I'll say that again. That is in DAT. And you can find us on uh, Google Plus. I'm riding this last name prime. I'm say that again. First name. Say that again. Last name. All right. And we'll do this show again tomorrow. Why not, Karen? Yes, we will. All right. Love you. You too. Mwah. Polo white tee, me leaving here alone, that's unlikely Not a stoner bitch, but she like me Trying to get that final cut like Spike Lee I check them hoes, direct them hoes, take them home and let them hoes Go live out their fantasies, they popping pills, I'm rolling weed Even got a couple bad bitches overseas Out the back cause ain't no tags when I'm shopping And my bag filled with options, so don't ask when it costs I'm in the Maserati coupe going so fast that I lost them And my bitch got so much swag that these bad bitches on us Ah, you're killing y'all, yeah, get a call Let you go on, 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 Steady baking with Jamaican hoes I got cash, boy, I don't care what you making, ho 50,000 on my wrist, I'm feeding Eskimos Damn, put VA on this shit Buy a hundred fucking bottles, let them spray in this bitch My money flow real long, I do relays in this bitch And you know I kill songs, it's burning CB and we is already now ha, Look at me, Rose, I'm on, nigga 15 grand a what? That's just my phone, nigga Northern California Them blunts look like cones, nigga Two up, two down, make that switch Yeah, it's crazy, bitch Oh no, oh no, oh no, oh no Oh, it rides solo, 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 solo. Mission for the dodo, 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 dodo. One look in her eyes She lead you alive She a man, eat her Just keep mad, deep her She might have to leave
you like rap You tell her you might rap She pretend your shit jamming Really you quite wack She just want a nice bag Wrist game, ice pack Try clutch, twice tag Put your spin, twice dead Put her in the game Cause you're hoping she a hype dad So you can go long, go deep Catch a spike dead You can never fight dead Never ever hype dead Good enough to make her settle down She ain't like that Punch a nigga in the mouth Yeah, nigga fight and ask him where the light is. I call her Yoko Ono, 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 Ono. Always ride solo, 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 solo. Mission for the dodo, 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 dodo. One look in her eyes, she'll eat you alive. She a man eater, skin mad deeper. She might have believed you, but you can never leave her. You ain't never had her, so you can never keep her. Keep her tripping on the next man, he can't have her either. I call her Yoko Ono. Bust a couple bands.